0: the jurassic hr podcast and joining me she is known as the queen of podcasts she is a number one best-selling author she is anna parker naples anna welcome how are you
1: i'm great andy thank you for having me here
0: my pleasure now for those of our listeners who don't know who you are can you in a, in a give us a, in a brief nutshell explain more about anna parker naples because you have had such a story to get where you are now
1: it's It's hard to kind of do it very quickly, but I right now am known for helping people launch and grow and scale successful podcasts. And the reason that I've started doing that is because I have a major background in working in audio. I worked as a voiceover artist from home for approximately 12 years and that started not because I had any wish to do audio work but because I was told that I would never walk again and so I'm speaking to you now fully recovered from what used to be my airing cupboard which is now a professional recording studio that's been soundproofed to within an inch of its life Um, and that kind of journey into audio meant that not only did I have a lot of positivity in my life, but I really went on and became, particularly in the US, one of the leading voice actors. And I went on to be a finalist in Hollywood for seven separate awards. And yeah, which was kind of nutty. And it was at that point, four years ago that I stood on the red carpets kind of seeing I have had such a journey from the lowest point in my life to being the at uh, the most glamorous event I could ever be at, wearing a pair of heels, uh, that whole journey from the depths of depression to this, I felt very strongly that it was a really pivotal moment for me. And I'd, at that point, I'd just qualified. Um, I'd done my master NLP practitioner training. And I felt that whatever had gone before, I was now going to do something really different, which for me was coming into the coaching space as a motivational speaker, as a writer of, of nonfiction material. But I didn't really know what it would look like. And I'm very much, if I have a strong idea, a strong sense that I want to do something, I will make it happen. And within a short space of time, I launched my first online business, but I had no idea about how to run an online business. So it kind of tanked, but I'm fairly determined. And I I went back to basics and I learned everything I mentored with some of the best in the world in terms of entrepreneurship and in terms of building a personal brand. Um, And part of that journey then became, well, actually, if you want a successful personal brand, you need a great podcast. And I kept reading lots of materials around podcasting. And I just kept thinking, why is no one teaching this properly? Why is no one really talking about the audio? And I had that that light bulb moment of, actually, that's where I can help people. That's that's one of the things I can do. I can help purpose-driven, passionate entrepreneurs use audio to get their message out into the world. And therefore, I can then have a ripple effect to get more people to know that they can achieve their potential so that's in a nutshell that's me
0: <laughs> that was a, that was a great nutshell because you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't do it quicker than that
0: <laughs> no that was a, that was a great nutshell I've, I've kind of been following you for a while now and, and I actually took one of your um one of your five-day challenges before you before you came on to to see exactly what it was and that and what people might not know about about me is I've been podcasting for 10 years um badly I might add um and there's things that I never knew when I was getting into podcasting that I wish I did. And, and I learned on your five day challenge, just basic things like, you know, how to how to market it and how to put the message out there and how to promote it. But why podcast? Why? Why are they so good for a personal brand?
1: Well, the reason is we can feel this connection, that know, like and trust factor, which we all know in terms of marketing is so important. But it's, it's kind of on st- on steroids, on speed, because you have that opportunity to be right in your potential client's ear. And as a listener, we feel that we're taking on a journey. And as a podcast host, it's actually the imperfections in what you're saying and what you're presenting that are most appealing to the listener. That's, that is the no like, and trust factor. We feel that we know somebody. And there, I think there's no better way to... to engage clients before they come anywhere near you and what we see now for many of not just myself but many of the podcasters who've worked with me to get their shows launched and off the ground and and create purposeful content that works for their audience what we're seeing is that people are uh, having you know really when they've got a high-end program or a high high high-end offer People are coming on to those sales calls already bought in, already knowing that they want to work with them because they've not just listened to one episode, they've gone back and they've listened to 60, 70 podcast episodes. So they already know that they love you. They already know that they're bought in and know your personality, know what you stand for, know that you're not just that that one-dimensional person coming through on your social media post. They've heard you laugh, they've heard you be vulnerable, they've heard you mess up what you're saying and they've heard you get your point across there's no greater way to do that
0: fantastic I mean we said earlier on that you, you host two of the, the biggest podcasts in in the field uh, and you're a best-selling author you've obviously been through a lot you, you talked earlier on about um, potentially not being able to walk again and you, and you overcame that with your NLP training for those who don't know, that's neuro-linguistic programming. How did that affect your mindset? How did NLP work to motivate you to succeed following that whole situation?
1: So I encountered NLP because I went for a hypnosis session because I was really not coping. I don't think I can stress. I wasn't washing myself. I wasn't getting out of bed. Everything hurt too much. I couldn't, I couldn't wash myself. Uh, I couldn't get into the bathroom. And I, f- I was about as low as you could possibly be with a newborn and two very small children. And before, before that, I'd been an actor and I'd always planned that I would return to the stage. And I had this moment where I felt like my entire life was pulled away from me because I was never going to be that person. And that first brush with NLP was with the pr- practitioner saying to me, well, well, what would happen if you could recover? And what would happen if, even in a wheelchair, you could have worldwide recognition? What would happen if you could be an actor? And what would happen if you could be a great mum and be paid well and work from home? And it was the first time, I, I, I kind of thought, I, I'm either this or I'm this. There's no kind of gray area. You're, it was very kind of um, uh, binary thinking. But just opening up that, well, well, what if I could recover? First of all, that was a massive, no one had ever posed to me that just because the doctors have said it means that it isn't. it, it might, be, might not be true. But also it started to get me realising the amount of times I was sabotaging myself. So when I was going for auditions, for example, in acting, I would be so convinced I was going to be rejected before I walked into that room, even though I knew I was talented. I've already protected myself. I'm already holding myself back. I'm already not really being fully present with people because I'm expecting to fail. And I think when I realized I could see my own behaviors and my own limiting beliefs, when I was then coming into the voice and audio field, I realized that actually I can be however I want. So I literally looked at that whole environment and thought, well, the people at the top of the ladder in that field, the people earning big bucks are in America and they're men. So how can I pull myself into their field? How can I position myself alongside them? And at that point, I knew nothing about building a personal brand, but that's essentially what I did. I built myself from home, initially in bed, initially editing, not knowing a thing about technology. I learned everything I needed to know about that industry so I could make those people my peers. And actually by that, that's the seventh time I seventh award I was up for in Hollywood, not only were they my peers, but we co-narrated a project together. They'd become my friends and my buddies. But that only that kind of level of pulling yourself up through the ranks only happens because you build credibility, authority, you share your knowledge, and you connect with people. And so when we talk about podcasting now, well, over the last three years in the time that I've been podcasting, it has grown to this megalithic platform where more and more people are turning. We now have a situation in the UK where over a third of the population are listening to six or seven podcasts every single week. So this is no longer small fry and that this is no longer the thing some kind of geeky people are doing on the side. This is one of the most influential platforms on the planet. And so, uh, you know, I know, Andy, that a lot of your listeners are, are business consultants and business leaders. And this is where it gets really interesting. So it was it was discovered in a report by Edison Research, last this time last year, 2019, and that podcast listeners were more likely to take action with intent to purchase after hearing something on a podcast than any other medium out there. So the statistic this time last year was that 76% of listeners were taking action after hearing a recommendation on a podcast. Now that recommendation could be a book, it could be a program, it could be a call to work with the host, it could be a call to work with the client, uh, the, the guest, it could be a call to get into whatever it is. But listeners are taking action with intent to buy the service that's being presented. There is nothing else like that. That statistic actually has increased now. They now believe it's 81% of listeners take action with intent to purchase after listening to a podcast. And when you think that it used to be that radio, that kind of traditional, you're listening to heart radio or Chilton or whatever, wherever you're listening, the radio jingles on there, the adverts on there used to be the most influential. And that percentage used to be about 24 to 26%. And that used to be the highest that there was. So the fact that as hosts, not only do we let people in on our story, not only do we let people in on our personality, not only do we share value and information, we can guide people to take action. And for a business leader, that's so important.
0: It's phenomenal, isn't it? I mean, you don't realise from the outside in looking at podcasts how influential they can be. And when you hear those statistics, um, that's the first time I've actually heard those stats. So when you hear those stats, that's incredible. Thinking yeah, so about the
1: we're waiting for a big report to come out um, in terms of what's happened over lockdown. But what we do Mm. know is that this time last year, there were 850,000 live podcasts. So um, to put that in context, not all of those were being added to on a weekly basis. Some might've been up there are effectively dormant, but you can find them. They might've been up there for a few years. By the time we hit April, we crossed the 1 million mark this time. So a year on, we've now hit 1,800,000 podcasts. So it's grown by just under a million in the space of a year.
0: That's incredible.
1: And it's going to just keep growing and growing and growing. So when I talk to people about podcasting and building a personal brand, right now, if you podcast properly and you do it with intent, you can position yourself alongside household names like um, Jay Shetty or Tony Robbins, or um, we had a client who just knocked joe wicks the nation's lockdown darling off the top spot because that was kind of that was kind of a cool moment yeah i bet (laughs) but 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 there's no other there is no other way you can you can position yourself alongside those households household and business names except in podcasting when you do it properly now as a personal brand how amazing is it that you can say you know i've positioned my podcast knocked tony robbins off the hot spot or, or gary vaynerchuk or somebody like that um, and, and knowing that not only is it kind of that vanity metric, it sounds really cool that you've got yourself into the charts and you've done that, but actually it means more people, more of your potential clients are going to find you organically. Because all of us, we want to be out there. We want to be seen. We know that our businesses will tank if nobody knows what we're doing.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And this is a way to kind of build and develop that relationship in a way like no other right now.
0: Are you, are you surprised at the growth? of how it's gone over the years because you know you've mentioned the stats you've mentioned it's grown nearly we're estimating it to grow nearly a million just under a million this year are you surprised about that because of the influx of digital technology and the way people can just pick it up and listen on the go and
1: and i think we're going to see some We're going to see, we're seeing lots and lots of investment at the moment. So it used to be predominantly Apple that were, they kind of, they did own 95% share of the whole market. What we've seen over the last 12 months is Spotify, Amazon and Audible, As Amazon Music and Audible combined coming together to try and take a market share and Google podcasts. Now, the fact that Google podcasts have got involved, they've created this whole new platform, is really important because we know as business owners we want to rank in terms of search engine optimization. We know we want that's why we're delivering regular content. That's why you would be putting a blog post out there and refreshing your material. But now Google Podcasts have created uh, some uh, some bots that basically reads the content of the audio and it becomes search engine optimized. So you and I, Andy, if we had a conversation and we were talking about my topic of influence, which you guessed it, is podcasting and visibility, well, uh, it means that if we talked about it enough on a particular episode, it would come up under my search engine optimization and yours because wow. we'd had this conversation if you were on the Google p- podcast platform. That's really powerful. Yeah,
0: that, that just um, increases that reach to a massive, yeah. massive percentage.
1: Yeah, and it means that you're not just creating um, a podcast episode that goes out once and that's it done. You're creating content that lasts for up to seven years in terms of, of you getting your domain authority out there. And when you think how much time people now are having to spend on social media, on what they put on LinkedIn or what they put on Facebook, and we know that this is just expected of us now, but those things are gone within three or four days, if you're lucky. But when you create a podcast episode, even if it's super short, it's giving you seven years' worth of content, then it kind of makes sense as a business option.
0: Absolutely. And also, you're not limited to just an audio function now, are you? Because obviously, no. you know, we're, we're Zooming. Uh, that's become the, the new modern trend is, is Zoom video. Um, integrating that with the YouTube, which is one of the highest uh, view platforms out there, combine that in with Facebook Live, combine that in with LinkedIn Live that's, that's going now, you really can organically spread it to a massive audience instead of just going down the audio route.
1: So what we do now is we do quite, I would say 60% of our podcast episodes now, because our show was already established. We live stream through StreamYard. So we hit LinkedIn live, YouTube and Facebook all at the same time. And then it gets turned into a podcast. And so, you know, that's one, that's one time delivery. My episodes tend to be ten to fifteen minutes long, yeah. And for that amount of time, I've done, I've, I've been able to, you know, get visible, gets heard in all of those places.
0: Get visible brings us onto a lovely topic. Get That's visible. the title of your first book. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: best-selling author, two books. We're going to talk about the second one in a second. When you hit number one best-selling author for, for Get Visible, what was that like for you?
1: Well, Get Visible charts my whole journey from being very, very depressed and unhappy to the the success that I've created for myself now. And it was it's very personal. I share some stuff, the darker side of how I saw myself back then. So it was really, it was really quite a nutty journey for that to happen. And I'll tell you, it wasn't even the reaching number one that was kind of the the best bit about it, but when i i opened the story saying that basically we we went to a new year's eve party and my husband and i because i didn't want to get changed um and i rarely got out of bed my parents and my husband basically forced me to go to our neighbor's party because it was their engagement and we actually went to this fancy dress party where everyone else is looking all glamorous as uh, lou and andy from little britain <laughs> And all I did was put on this wig. I don't know why my husband had this awful bald wig with orange hair. And, um, and I can remember that was kind of the lowest point for me. But when I released that book, however many years later, on the not only did we reach number one in so many different categories, but on the very front page of Amazon, David Williams released two books for Christmas along at the same the same day that I did and our books it was his new Christmas book on one side mine in the middle and then his other one on the other side so I was literally sitting there amongst David Williams we ended up writing to him and being in touch with him as a result of that and that was that was the most surreal thing about it wow um, yeah that was kind of a moment
0: and when you look at that story though as well you know the little britain characters that were David Williams and Matt Lucas and then you're in between Williams it's kind of a yeah. uh, A full circle moment isn't
1: it yeah for sure and that was that was that was insane with that book and actually that one now I was never happy with the formatting and the printing so that's actually we've got a second revised edition coming out shortly okay so that's coming out in the new year
0: now the next book that you released came out only a few weeks ago Mm
1: -hmm. now
0: um and I am blown away by the success you had with this book literally in the first 24 hours of launch you were number one in i i've lost count of how many charts that you were number one in um podcast with impact how to start and launch your podcast properly really is your bible i would say in terms of, of of how to launching it talk to us about the creative process for that i mean What made you go, I'm going to take my plan, my platform that I do now, and I'm going to put it into book form. Why go down that Because I'm
1: building a personal brand and I want to reach more people with what I do and people learn in all sorts of different ways. And I'm a big believer, if you want to have authority in a space, you make sure you podcast on it and you write a book on it. So I actually, I knew I was going to write that book and I'd earmarked, March for it to happen and then lockdown happened so it was actually kind of a gift for me that nothing in the whole world was happening because I could just focus on it but but that book actually in fact both of those books although I've, I've written them both in the past year in a year and a quarter They're actually things I've wanted to write for a very long time. And a lot of that podcast with impact book was stuff that I'd considered writing for my voiceover work when I was working predominantly in that field. And every time I sat down to write a lot of it, it always felt like the audience was too small. It never felt like that was what I was supposed to do. Whereas with podcast with impact, I do talk a lot to not only, you know, ambitious driven business owners, but I really believe we can help people we can help people shift their mindset we can get them education about money we can get them education about relationships about uh, how to get out of poverty we can help them with so many things if people know how to get their message out there so my world is kind of surrounded by coaches and consultants and experts and I do believe that we can we can change lives through this medium and that's really a big driver for it because with my po- my first podcast i literally started it on a bit of a whim and i had no idea and so then i kind of backtracked and thought well what have i missed here what haven't i and i kept reading books about podcasting that was so lacking in terms of the audio content and i thought you know i had that moment of why isn't anyone writing about this stuff and then that's that kind of brainwave of ah oh, that's what i can do so i always set out with that book to to make it information rich so, yes, you can come and join my programs, and there'll always be more trainings, and you can work with my agency and stuff, but I wanted it to stand alone.
0: It's definitely done that. I mean, like I said, I've, I've been podcasting now for about 10 years. Um, and, it, you know, my, my podcasts have always been about entertainment. So, it's been about movies and films. And the to coin the phrase, as you said earlier on, the um, sat in your back room with a microphone uh, talking into it. And, and that was always what I did. But actually launching this one, launching the JHR, uh, show realizing actually how important that is for my brand, uh, for, for my personal brand and for my business brand, Mm -hmm. um, and realizing that actually there's a lot more I can do with the podcast has been fascinating taking that book and taking the advice that you put on Facebook and the the group chats that you do within the, the podcast community group, um, a whole new level and it's it's amazing how much of a satisfaction you get when you put a piece of work out uh and you put it online and you listen back to it and you can critique what you've done and you can pick out what what went well and what didn't Mm. Uh, and i'm like you i subscribe on the i fluff my lines if i fluff my lines i fluff my lines i don't take anything out in in post edit i leave it as it is um and sometimes that works, and sometimes that don't. You uh-huh. might get an email every now and then saying, "Did you mean to say this?" But that thats, that's me. I prefer walks and all. And, and when I do training, I do exactly the same thing. I voice over, record, and I leave it in. But if you're looking at a podcast, if you're going in there and you're looking at the amount of casts that have been released on Spotify or on, or on Apple iTunes, what do you look for? What separates a good podcast? from a bad podcast, just in the opening blurb, just on screen.
1: It starts with the whole conception of the podcast and people can go really wrong here. So you've got to, you've got to do your research into what else is out there. Who would my competitors in this space be? What are they doing well? And what are they doing badly? And where's the space in the middle? And that's where you fit yourself. Right. So the branding has to be super clear. The first thing we see of a podcast is the artwork. It's not the audio. It's the artwork. So if the name of the show and the artwork doesn't appeal to the person you want to have listening, then you're missing a trick. If the name of the show and then the description of the show doesn't tell people what it's for, no one's going to press play. Then when people press play, so often the podcast intros can be really long, can be so calm that you're almost asleep. (laughs) You've got to think about your listener. How much time do they have? Why have they listened to that particular episode? So you've sort of got to get on with it. And everything that that we do in our agency and in our membership is getting people to backtrack. Because very often people want to podcast in terms of business for lead generation, to boost their credibility and their authority, maybe to build a community of potential clients. But if you're not clear on what they would get out of each individual episode, then why would anyone turn up and why would they come back? So you've you've kind of got to go back into that ideal client avatar work and do it even more, even more so looking at that person's lifestyle, how busy are they? Where else are they getting this information from? How disconnected do they feel from other people who are encountering this issue? And I think when you have that, and you add in your own personality and your own flavour and your own um, your own energy, and you get it right, then podcasting can be very, very powerful indeed.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a tremendous platform. I, I, I love doing it, and it's it's great just kind of popping the headphones in and listening to you know your podcast or um, podcasts from my industry, like like expert. But it's also very interesting seeing how different how different presented they are. So if you take a more corporate podcast, so for the HR field, I'm, I'm going to pick on one on people management from CIPD. Um, that's our governing body. So that's known for being quite stuffy to the point, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. You then go to, let's say, an American HR show, which is slightly different. And the American personality comes out, the vocal tone come out, et cetera, et cetera. And then you got my show, <laughs> which kind of fits in the middle. Um, and I try and do a bit of both. And it's trying to find that balance between the two, which is really difficult and trying to keep it up. And, and I don't know if you agree with this, Anna, but you can't put an act on, I don't think. I think that if you try and put a character on, you will fail very soon because okay, you can't, you can't. It, it's not natural.
1: No, you can't. You need to be, you need to be yourself and, that's one of the reasons why podcasts are so successful and so loved because you get to hear what someone really thinks you get to hear their personality. You get to hear their laughter. And if you're trying to force yourself to be a particular way, people can tell, Yeah. you know, we're, we're very intuitive. We know when somebody's reading a script and we know when someone's speaking out loud and from the heart, we know that we can hear it.
0: What's next for you? So obviously two books down, the podcast membership community, your agency. Where does Anna Park and go in 2021? Do
1: you know that's a funny one I'm giving a lot of thought to at the moment because I have over the last 18 months hit major life goals. You know, I've had two bestsellers, got one of the world's top entrepreneurship podcasts. Uh, we took our business to, you know, figures I couldn't even dream of two, three years ago. I don't know. I'm at that point now of kind of saying, yes. what does come next? Um, certainly, we'll be, we'll be growing all of the elements uh, uh, towards the podcasting business. Uh, and I, I suspect that the next thing is I want to help people not only start their podcast, but then grow and scale and monetize them. So there's probably another book there. But actually, I want to go and do a, a creative project. There's some something... I've been so business focused that I think I'm going to go and do something else for fun whilst the business grows and develops as well, just to kind of, I don't know. I've been so focused for so long. Oh,
0: that's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to hear it. So before we let you go, um, tell us a bit more about your membership scheme and your agency. So if anyone is listening to this and going, I'm really interested, I want to work with Anna, how do they do it? What do they get? How does it work?
1: So we have the podcast membership, which is a completely DIY system. You come in, we've got so many videos about how to plan, prep, launch your podcast, grow your your podcast, monetize your podcast, how to be a really good guest on a podcast as well so that it works for your business. Uh, and that's basically hands off. We've got templates, downloads and a community inside the membership as well to help you as you um, as you. As you are uncovering what you want to do for your own show, it's a bit of a learning process, but totally hands off. You do it in your own time. And we've had over 100 people launch top podcasts um, in the top 10 since we launched this in January this year. So we've now helped I think it's about 111 we've now launched and become top top shows Uh, and then we have some some people business owners entrepreneurs don't have the time don't have the interest so we have a podcast launch consultancy and a fully done for you production service where we take everything off your hands we talk through the concept you obviously record it but um, we do the rest for you we create everything we create your show notes we create the the images for your social media um, and so you just have to rock up in front of the microphone so either of those is is how we we work to support people because i think i think getting that message out there and making the most of that this platform as it's growing now's the time In three years time it will be one of those things where everyone everyone will be expected that they have a podcast at what po- at which point you can't make a splash but right now you can
0: do you think it's going to be like the dot-com bubble and it's going to burst at some point? Or do you think it's just going to continue to grow, but potentially go too saturated?
1: I think it's going to, you know how everyone, about 10 years ago, suddenly everyone had to have a blog. Even if you've yeah. never read a blog, you had to have a blog. I think it's going to go that way. But when you, there's so much investment going into this audio space. That when you talk to people at, you know, the the top people at at Spotify and Apple, they're saying that they feel very much this audio medium and the way that we are able to get it on our phones, we're able to get it in our cars, on our smart speakers. They see it very much as as it was for the early stages of television. People don't really yet know exactly where this is going to go, but they know it's not going away. They know it's going to become more influential. Influential.
0: Fantastic. Do you know what, Anna, it's been fantastic speaking to you uh, today. Like I said, I've been doing this for a number of years and various guests from professional wrestling to entertainment. I know, it sounds really weird. Um, But it's been really fascinating to hear your story and to talk more about you. That I think we could go into into so much more detail uh, on this. And I'd like to invite you back on uh, in the future to do another to do another session on this yeah, if that's right. okay. yeah. um, and what we'll try and do is get some live interaction going with some listeners and get some questions out to you if, if we can if you're if you're happy with that
1: yeah, but yeah for now, how,
0: brilliant now how can people get in contact with you if they want to join your agency or your membership
1: So just come find me on Facebook or LinkedIn, Anna Parker Naples or annaparkernaples.com. That's probably the best place to start.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. And we will put all of those links in the narrative of this episode and on our socials as well. Anna, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, speaking to you this morning. Uh, Stay on the line for me, if you will. Um, That's it for us here at the JHR Podcast. Uh, We'll be back very soon with our next episode on the run-up to Christmas. We will see you very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.